It is the final paragraph in discussing the second mission of Rikavas. So the Maral wants to contrast the first Mishnah, which talks about the exaltations of the Anshakan Sagadeda. As we explained by Rikhus, as they speak to different parts of the society, whether it's to those who are immersed in learning Torah, the highest echelons, and they want to be deliberate, slow in judgment. When he's talking to, when they're talking to the masses who are ignorant, and by them we're told to make a barrier, a bastion for the Torah that people don't make mistakes through lack of knowledge or wrong comparisons. And he talks to the devil in between, the Talmudim Harbi, those are still learning. And similarly, we saw Shemin Atzadik also has a list of three things. The second Mishnah, the three pillars on which the world stands. Again, two extremes, which we called on the one side the Avoida, and the other side the Chesed, and then the Torah in between them. And Hashem Ratzalik was the last member of Anshkin Sagadada. And therefore, the morale is looking to find a link, a comparison between what Hashem Ratzalik says and what the Chacham says. And that's what he says, Vyeshla Khadadas. You should know Kidiba Shimana Tzadik, Shumisharak Nesagadaida. The words of Shimana Tzadik, who's not just introduced as Shimana Tzadik, the Kohen Gadol, the leader, but is introduced us as Mishirak Nesagadaida, one of the last of the Nesagadaida, means that there was a connection between what he says and what they says. What they said, Hamukusharim Divre and Shimana There's a connection between them and the words of Shimana why can't both the Tzakan Hatayra by Mishpatim by Mitzvahs? Hashem Shirachim Hatayra Shirachim Temple Kumashikasavim Demado. Ashkenazagdaida came to make a base, establish the foundation to support the Torah, which we spoke about the Mish the Mishpat, which is the judgment that's what regards the Dayanim and the Mitzvahs, which is regards the commoners, their chiyuv to keep Mitzvahs, and therefore they wanted to make a pillar, so to speak, a basis that there shouldn't be a weakness in those three areas. And similarly, what Shimon Asadik was talking about was the three pillars in which the world stands. So he wants to draw a comparison between these two lists of three. Why? You know the Torah is on a higher level than the world, and therefore, if you're going to grade it to the Anshakhnesh rule, of how to upkeep the Torah comes first, and afterwards comes the second rule of Shemad Zadik, what are the pillars which hold up the world? So he explains. He says, We understand Zadik, we understand that this is really partly what was taught us by Shemad Where do we see that? Because he was from the ranks, and therefore the message that they collectively said was really his message too. Which be deliberate in judgment, make sure to establish the 
based, uh, so to speak, in contrast to what when it comes to din, a person shouldn't be quick to judge. A person should be methodical and deliberate in judgment. And so that's the connected the pillar of avoida. Why? There's a there's a connection between the concept of avoida and the concept of din. And uh, just as a remiss, that is an allusion to that, a hint to that. The Marah brings the Gemara. There's Amr and Sanhedrin. Belamit Shetasim Sanhedrin Es Lamizbech. We have to put the Sanhedrin next to the Mizbech. The Mizbech, the Mesemikdash was the Malkum of the Avoida. And there next to, in a room off the Mizbech, was the Mishkas Agazis, was the place where the Sanhedrin Agazis sat. And therefore, he wants to draw a comparison that you see that the two are linked to each other. Now, what's the link? What's the connection between the concepts of Mishpat, which the Chachamim warned judges to be careful in judgment, in other words, to attack in the way that they judge, and that's, how does that link to, compare to, the concept of the Avoida, which is the Shemunasadik's rule to us, and that is that one of the pillars on which the world stands is the pillar of Avoida Sashem. So we can explain this simply, and we can try, after that, explain it a bit more deeply too. On a simple chat, the concept of Avaida, like we saw, and the Mara explained at length, is how this world can be used to serve Hashem. The concept of, therefore, there's a certain accountability. And that is, what Hashem gives is not just meant to be taken and enjoyed and appreciated, it's meant to be utilized. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave, expecting a return on, so to speak, on what he gave, and therefore the concept of Avoda is utilizing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave in order to enhance what one, one service of Hashem. That's Avoda. But the very fact that there's a concept of Din, which means that a person is held accountable for what he's been given, and it's decided, does he deserve it, does he not deserve it, does he deserve to keep it or does he deserve to lose it? It follows the same theory. Hashem doesn't just uh, act with chesed without any accounting for what he's given and what he deserves to get. Uh, it's something else. The idea is that Akadosh Baruch Hu gives and he tests and he judges to see what he's been given, what's been given and if it's, if it's deserved. That's the concept of avoid of Yitzchak. The two go together. The two go together. The one is the the one is the accountability that we judge. Do we deserve what we got? And that's because how we're we using it to serve Hashem. If that's the case, we're talking more about the concept of the din of Hashem and how it relates to the concept of the din of Hashem and how it relates to uh, the avoider. But the Muslim din is talking about the din of people. The din of people, and that is, in what way are we the based in, instructed, instructed in din, and how does that relate to the avoider which people are mechuyev to do? So one could start with the basic idea that the din here is connected to the din of Shemaim on a simpler level, but there's another point here as well. Let's remember what the morale said when we spoke about 
the instruction of the Anshu Gadola. And that was to to be Muslim Bedin. To be deliberate, like we said, in coming to pass the din. And what the morale there explained is that the, the din is connected called the Mishpat in setting things the way they're meant to be. And he said that's different to the Maila of the Torah, which is the second point of Hamidah Tamidim Harveh, which is teaching them Torah. But Kanega is the Mishpat. And what's the point of Mishpat? The point of Mishpat is it's our job as as a base din, so to speak. We spoke about this before. And that is to set up the world the way that Hashem wants it to be. And as much as we as Dayanim can can construct that society and ensure that's going to happen, so then that's the din of the Mishpat. Now, this is the same this is also a form of Avaida. Like we saw, Avaida is dealing with the world as the way Hashem wants the world to be and using it, so to speak, the way Hashem wants it to be used. That's the idea of the Karbanas. So similarly, the Mishpat is seeking to do the same thing. For that, when it comes to Mishpat, it needs to be Muslim Medin, which means that a person has to make sure that the, there's no bias, there's no other factors involved. That way, the, the motivation and the way a person's thinking is that primarily direct and only directed towards the the way that. It's meant to be. And then that's in keeping with the concept of Avaida is using the world the way she wants it to be used. And therefore, there's a correlation between the instruction of Ashkenaz Sakadayla, which is how to be Mamid the Torah, like he said, and that is how the Torah sets up the Mishpat, compared to the concept of Avaida, which is mean how we use the world as a means to serve Hashem. He said the base still had to be next to the Mizbech and the Dafka next to the Mizbech. We know that the Nisan isn't an Anishka Sagazis next to the Mizbech, so there are a lot of things that they can't paskin. And this is the second element. And that is, just like the point of the Avoida in the base of Migdash became a conduit for Siyadah Dishmaya, for Bracha, for whatever came down as a result of the Avoida, so we know that there's that concept of Siyadah Dishmaya in directing the thoughts and the and the verdict of the Dayanim, and that therefore a basin also relies on the Siyat Dishmaya, that they should be able to establish the din, establish the case, set up things in the way that the Torah wants it to be. And therefore, in the place of the Basin Migdash, which was the place through which whatever divine flow came to this world was channeled. The same thing, that would be the place where the the Mish the Siyadishmaya would come to the Dayanim too. We see a last point, and that is that the basin wasn't just entrusted with Paskaling Halachas. The basin was entrusted with ensuring that Klaish will kept the Torah. Now we spoke about it was Basin's job to make sure that the graves were marked and that people weren't growing kilaim and that everyone kept Shvis. Because that idea of setting up the world in the way that Hashem wants it to be is really, that's their 
prerogative of the Beistin, and no matter whatever mitzvah is going to refer to, that becomes their responsibility to make sure Klai Yishmael keeping the Torah. So that's the first instruction. We're going to get to the second instruction, when he says, That's Bashat. The more people learning Torah, like he said, especially when there's something missing in the depth of Torah, so it's made up for by the quantity of Torah, so that's for sure the, the, the pillar of Torah on which the world stands. The more people learning Torah, the more it contributes to the strength of the Torah study, which is the mainstay of the world. I just need to explain too much there. And when he gets to the last point, Why? So he explains it in two ways. What's making barriers that people don't transgress the Torah got to do with with the Gmeres Chasadim. So it says, V'ki asyag ma'ashimakabal arav la'asais, afki en mechuyiv b'din. A barrier is something which a person doesn't have to do, and he's accepting to do more than the, the minimum requirement of the Torah. V'kach amrinan, v'kmeres nebrachas, amr malach yashar sifnei ha'kodesh baruch hu. K'siv b'tarasecha shalai yisopanim la'yikach soichad. It says in the Torah that Hashem doesn't show favors to Zim, Hashem doesn't take bribes. And at the same time, the Pasuk says that Hashem does raise his face towards Kla Yisrael. So it seems that there is a favoritism, if I want to call it that, in how Hashem deals with the Jewish people. So as Hashem answers the stira, I told them that they have to make a bracha only when they're satisfied. So they much more careful than that, and even after a much smaller amount of food, just like a zayas or kabetza, they already are careful to to make a bracha. Just like they go beyond the requirement of the halacha, the halacha is only benching if a person ate enough to satisfy himself, and they go even further than that, and they bench even after just a taste, even after just a kazayas. Hashem said, I'm going to respond and give them extra too. And therefore, it's not a sign of favoritism, it's a midah And this is the important point. Midah is a din. And therefore, if a person acts a certain way, the din requires that Hashem acts with him the same way. It's not an, uh, something unfair, that's the mahalik and how Hashem runs the world. When Klaus shall show themselves to be acting above and beyond the requirements, Hashem will deal with them in a similar way. And therefore, Hashem gives Klai Yisrael extra, isn't something which isn't deserved. But what does he want to prove in the Samaral? And he says the fact that Even though something isn't a person's amachuyiv to do, but the Siyag the Torah is coming from a point of a person wanting to do more. What's it going to do with Kmiras Chasadim? So, the Maral is explaining this first on the emotional level of Kmiras Chasadim. And that is, the emotional Gmizchasarim is a person is willing to volunteer. He's willing to extend himself. He's willing to take the initiative and do something he's not being forced to do or not being judged on if he does. And if that's the case, the idea of Iftimishur Sadin is all Gmizchasarim. The, the, the idea of Iftimishur Sadin is in the context of this is not what the Torah requires you to do, but I'm volunteering more than that. I want to do extra. And that motivation and that concept and that understanding is really uh, coming from the same place that Gmiras Chasadim comes from. Because Gmiras Chasadim really isn't what a person is obligated to do. It's what a person is 
satisfying going beyond the requirements and willing to offer of himself beyond that, more than that. And therefore, there's a kind of comparison between which so far isn't so much the Kiddush and the Maral. The added point is, that's what he means by Siyag the Torah. And this is the Kiddush. Because we would have understood Siyag the Torah as being a barrier not to be over the Torah. And the Maral is explaining it in terms of a person's doing more than he has to do, beyond what he has to do, in order to do the mitzvahs beyond what the law requires. But the truth is that the same spiral goes the other way around as well. And when it comes to a siyag, when it comes to something which a person is making as a barrier, it applies there too. Let's think about it. Let's think about it. The Torah requires a person not to eat meat and milk. Not to eat meat and milk. Now a person who is going to take an extra restriction and going to deny himself eating chicken and milk, which is not what the Torah ever said, and if that's the case, as far as the Torah is concerned, you can do it. But nevertheless, he wants to take on more. He wants to try harder. He wants to deny himself something he would otherwise be allowed. That's all in the category of the siyag, of doing more. And uh, the extra restrictions that a person places on himself, which are beyond what the Torah requires for him, that's also in the category of of Sadim. And therefore, that's also similar to the mindset of Gmuras Hasadim. That's the first point. But there's another point here too. And that is, there's another connection between Asiyag Latayra and Gmuras Hasadim. And I want to explain it like this. When Rabbanon decided, like we saw, that the reason that they wanted to make Asiyag Latayra is to prevent the Jew who's going to make the mistake. Not everybody. Most people wouldn't make the mistake. But Rabbanon realized that if you're talking of the course of the gamuts of everybody in Tal Yisrael, if you're looking at the entire nation as a whole, there will be those unlearned people. There will be those people who will get confused. There will be those people who will get mixed up and they'll come to be over in Israel. So we're talking about the entire Jewish people. And let's say everybody knows the halacha is one can't mix meat and milk, which means animal meat with milk. And most people will be careful about separating animal meat from milk, even if we're going to allow them to eat other things with milk. But there will be those people who won't realize that there's a difference between uh, chicken and meat, and if they'll think they can eat chicken with milk, they'll make a mistake and eat animal meat with milk as well, even though that's what the Torah forbids. And a lot of those people who will get mixed up in a substance that they're making burgers, and I don't remember if it's a chicken burger or a meat burger, and therefore they're going to make a mistake. And in order to prevent those few mistakes, the Chazal Medikzera that the whole of Klai Yisrael is not allowed to eat meat and milk. That includes chicken meat and milk as well. Which means, think about it, from the whole Klai Yisrael, which now has to accept this added restriction and deny themselves something which is completely mutter as far as the Torah is concerned. Why? To prevent some Jew at some time, in some place, from making a mistake. That's a tremendous act of chesed. That's requiring Klaishal to show tremendous Gminas Chasadim. We all prepared to forego something. We all prepared to be Machmer on something. We all prepared to deny ourselves something so that some unknown Jew somewhere won't be Nechshal. And for, in order for, for Rabbanan to enact such a they're relying on the Gminas Chasadim of Klaishal. They're relying on the fact that Klaishal are all willing to follow this Gzera on behalf of 
the few and far between cases of somebody who's going to be prevented from an Avera by this. Think about another case. We all know that our weapon on Rosh Hashanah is the Shefer. That's what changes the middle of Hashem from Din to Rachamim. That's what we use to Moira, the, the, the Malach in Shemayim, like the, the Mishabura puts it. And uh, something which is instrumental to our getting a positive Din on Rosh Hashanah. And yet, when Rosh Hashanah falls in Shabbos, you don't bring the Shefer. Klai Yisrael collectively are throwing away their most powerful tool. And why are we doing that? So that some few Jews somewhere might not carry the shofar on Shabbos. Most won't. Most of you can't carry on Shabbos. In a lot of places there's an Erev anyway. But there will be that one Jew in some place where there's no Erev who will forget the Allah and carry the shofar. And in order that he shouldn't be over an Esur, Klai Yisrael are all willing to forego the benefit that the shofar would bring them on Shabbos. Can you realize what a tremendous Kamerus Chasalim that is? And therefore, yes, the basis of Chazal's Gzairah that that we to make a siag and to commit everybody is the tremendous kmiras chasarim Yisrael has. And they're willing to change, they're willing to give up something, and they're willing to forego whatever it is that the Chazal asking them to forego to help another Jew. They don't even know who it is. But that way somebody else won't be a Nikshan Naver. And that's what Chazal took into account when they made the Xera. There's a Gemarim Psachim which talks about making matzis. And the Gemara says that the Chazam and Xera, one can't make shapes or models out of matzah. You can't make rikik and srikin. And what's the reason? Because if people are going to take time decorating their matzahs and forming them into shapes, then in the meantime, they won't get into the oven as quickly as possible. And what's going to happen is it's going to turn into chametz. And therefore, Chazal said, no shaped matzahs, no decorated matzahs, just plain round or square, whatever shape it will be matzahs. And the Gemara says a certain baker called Zunin came to Chazal, and he said, what's the problem? I make shaped matzahs. It's very popular. I make them shape of pyramids. Or sphinxes. I have no idea what he was doing. And why can't I make them? And they said, because people will take time to make shapes. And as a result, the matzah become chomets. And Zunin tells them, I have a mold. It takes a second. I press the mold, and chick, 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 chick. And all the matzahs are in the shape. Why does it take time? And the Gemara said, Chazal said, and so should be, how should be worth exactly? That everybody else can't make shapes and Zunin can. It's not going to work. Usually you have a mold. She says she's an extra worker. This person says they're very quick. We can't make a like that. The only way a is going to work is that we're going to compel everybody to do it. Even those people that there's no problem with them. Even those people where for them the Xerah doesn't apply. And then why should they keep the Xerah? Again, this is the explanation of the Gemilas Chasadim which is necessary to make a Xerah You're okay. You won't be nechshal. You know the halacha, or you have the means to prevent the problem. But think, some other Jew is going to be nechshal, and therefore be willing to forego what you can do completely kosher, completely halachically acceptably, in order that somebody else will be nechshal. It's a tremendous, tremendous idea. Gitzbar the Maral says the Maral ki anjeng hasagadola karelu b'musashinem hadavish shehidin k'moshakasim b'sunim b'din. That's the one extreme. By davish rahefich zeh. Which we just said is connected with in what Maral said there was the din is the absolute what the Torah is mechayev, the siyag is what the Torah wasn't mechayev, and people mechayev themselves, and that's the, the other extreme. It's the middle point, and that is the lot of who learn the Torah that's in between the two extremes. 
and to complete the person in each way, which means do things which aren't al din. That's the Siyag Torah, which is added to the din, which is Dovashah Kenegad din with Dovashah Emtsoi. And that is to be to Amidim Harbe that increases the Torah knowledge. Bekach Emroiv Musra Mesechah Sazois, which is the two extremes and the middle point. And we've said this lots of times. And that is that the, nefshach, the famous Meshachachma, the Meshachachma says that there's some mitzvahs where the Torah gives a definite instruction and as to what the parameters of the mitzvah are. One has to hear 30 blasts of the Shafir Rosh Hashanah, one has to eat a kazayas of matzah, one has to pick up the four species on each day of Sukkot, whatever it's going to be. And there's sometimes when the Torah's parameter for the mitzvah is a scale. It's not this is what everyone has to do. It's this is the minimum requirement, this is the maximum requirement, and everybody's mechuyev wherever they find themselves able to mechayim on that scale. Such as, how much money does a person have to give to stock it? How much money? There's no definite share. The Torah doesn't say you have to give $100 or 10 shekels. That's the scale. Uh, as each person based on what they have. And therefore, the more I have and the less expenses I have and the more I'm able to give, then my chiyav goes up. And the less I'm able to give and the more other obligations I have, then the more my chiyav goes down. How much time does the person have to put into learning Torah? That's where the Meshachach was talking about. And he says there's one Gemara which says that the Pasuk of can be fulfilled by saying Kriyashma in the morning and saying Kriyashma at night. That way I was Hoi Torah. I learned words of Torah in the morning, I learned words of Torah at night. I'm Yaitse. On the other hand, there's a Gemara which says that the nephew of Rabbi Ishmael asked him, somebody like me, who's learned the whole Torah, can I now go and learn Greek? And Rabbi Ishmael told him, no. Only if you find a time which isn't during the day or isn't during the night. Because I guess we means you have to learn Torah the entire day and the entire night. And the, and the Meshachach asks, do we, is it in to learn Torah all day and all night, or something by day and something by night? And his answer, and that's the basis for this concept, is depends on the person. The Torah gives a scale. A person who is unable to do more can fulfill his obligation by something in the morning and something at night. A person who isn't, doesn't have any other reason not to learn Torah, so his obligation is all day and all night. And therefore, the Dabba we give the extremes, that's the two sides of what a person is Mokhir. We said the same thing too, that we have the Ki'ele Dvarim Shazach Hashim Ratzadik, Ham Kenagada Yisaydes, of Aish Maim and Avir, we call Amesh, that means that the the connected the building blocks spiritually of the world, we call them the base elements of fire, water, and air. Water and fire are opposite to each other. One is water is compared to Chesed, fire is compared to Din, Va'avir, which is a blend of the two. And Hashemayim is made up of Ash and Mayim, is the middle between them. Same thing. We have the whole gamut of the Chalak and the Torah in the Anshak and and corresponding to that, we have the three, the, all the concepts of what maintains the world in the world of Shemiratzadik. Why? He's now finished his explanation. 
of the first two Mishnahis and how really the two come together. We have to add one last bit of explanation for that. So we explained that we called that they called the, the, the Mishpatim, which is the, the judgments connected the Din, and what he called the Chukim, which is things which we don't understand, connected the Siag, connected the rules that Chachami made, and which everyone has to accept whether they understand or not, and then does the two extremes. The, the judge has to understand completely the reason for what he's saying in order to give a judgment, as we call the Mishpat, which has to be logical and understood. On the other extreme, would we accept the masses to accept? And this is the rule, and this is a, a restriction replacing whether it's understood or not, that's binding, that's the chayk, in terms of what Rabbanan can impose a chayk. And then we have the mitzvahs, which is something in between, which on the one side doesn't begin as as something which is understood, the Torah to inform us, but now that the Torah informs us, we try to understand the reason for it, the meaning for it. And that's the Tamilim Harabe, that the we're teaching them that they'll be able to learn and understand and appreciate the reasoning in mitzvahs. And therefore the morale builds that as being the two extremes uh, and the middle point. And he said that's also connected to three things which Shimon HaTzadik says. So if you had to line them up, so it'll come out, and this is interesting, that the Torah and Avod and the Gemurus Chasadim, so the Torah would make sense to us, that's connected, the, which Ashkenaz Lagdara said to make a lot of Talmudim is the Torah, that he calls the mitzvahs, which means something which we taught and we have to then understand. So the Torah is the same thing. It's not coming from, starting from a place of what people would know. It's starting from what we had to be taught, what has to be told to us. But now that it's been told to us, we try our best to understand it. That's the concept of Torah. And that's connected to what he calls the mitzvahs. Then he said that there's the mishpatim, which is connected what's logical, what's understood. And the chukim, what's not understood. And he wanted to explain those, I connected the, the instruction for the Dayanim, but they have to take their time so they understand fully what to do. And the Chukim, I connected the Siag, which is the restrictions placed on everybody else, which they have to keep even if they don't understand. And now, how does this relate to the two other points? Shimonatadik said that he says there's a Avoidah Gemilus Chasadim. And the Marah wanted to learn it up that Avoidah is connected the Mishpatim or the Dayanim, and Gemilus Chasadim. Is connected the chayk. Why would that be the case? In other words, the chayk is something which is not understood. Why would gemilus chasadim be connected the point which isn't understood, and the avoda be connected something which is understood? If anything, it should be the other way around. Gemilus chasadim is coming from a point of what a person understands is the right thing to do, like a mishpat, and the avoda is what we instructed to do as rules, which is like a chayk. So the chayra, the way the morale builds it together would seem to be the other way around.